It's a terrible football show. All right. I want whatever you guys are smoking right now. Come on, Shane. You. Oh, Oh, baby. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, I swear to God. Welcome to a terrible football show. That's my quarterback and my teammate, man. <laughs> Ruins my fucking holiday every damn year. Alex. What up? You can thoroughly kiss my ass. Why not let us decide the top four? Yeah, let a terrible football show. Let a terrible football Decide the top four. Show. Fuck you, Shake. <laughs> Roll Todd. Have a good one, guys. Oh, Have a good fuck one. Oh, yeah, he's got to go. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Uh, I like that Baker Mayfield to myself, man. He was baking up there in the Browns, and it just turned into a big old shit pile. So- <laughs> Get that right. I will fly you out and take you to a game in Dallas of your fucking choice. Ooh. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's successful at just giving his terrible opinion, so why can't I? It's a terrible football show, after all. Welcome to a terrible football show episode. Adewell Ungulier. I'm throwing it back on you. Shout out to the people that's going to hear that name and be like, what the hell did he just say? Adewell Ungulier played for the Chicago Bears, the Miami Dolphins. I think it was the Dolphins. And the dude was a beast. Loved him. Number 93, baby. We're here. We're almost episode 100. And I got Ricky here with me. We both rocking some jerseys. Ricky, how we doing? A lot better than I was last night. I'm going to tell you something, Alex. Ooh, all right, tell me something. Fans are the absolute nutcase. They're the absolute 100% <laughs> nutcase. And it's the, the lower the classification you go, the worse it is. It's, it's just that bad. It can be. I agree 100%. Three or four technical fouls total last night between both teams. Two fans got kicked out. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great night. <laughs> great night in refereeing for Ricky. Let's go. Great time. And on top of that, my wife on top of that, my wife and daughter were there. Hey, shout out to that. Great time overall. Just like we're gonna have a great time on today's episode with the divisional round. There's a lot to dive into, how we're feeling going into the conference championship. As the title says, can the Lions and Ravens give us the Super Bowl we want? We'll chat about it. Uh, we'll also meme on uh, Ricky's beloved Dallas Cowboys because since the Lions made the NFC Championship, there's a meme out about it. So we'll meme on that. We got some other news going on in the NFL, like Vic Fangio has mutually parted ways from the Miami Dolphins, where he's going to land. And honestly, where the hell are all these head coaches going to land? Because we still have not got anyone hired yet. Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh still doing interviews. Who knows who everyone's going to land. We're going to chat about all that and more. But first and foremost, make sure to buy a jersey because they're cool. Agent Inc. referral link down below as well as go over to Rogue Energy. Use the referral link, promo code Sparky3 to get 10% off your order and check out some Rogue. They have energy flavors and hydration flavors and they are delicious. Uh, and join the Discord, of course. You can come chat with us and it'll be a grand old time. Let me turn down the music and let's jump into things because we got some shit to talk about here today. It's going to be a great time. But Ricky... Ricky, 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 Ricky. Uh, divisional round weekend. We got the Ravens conquering the Texans in beautiful fashion in that second half. The 49ers barely scraping by from the Green Bay Packers who were coming in hot. The Lions barely scraping by from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who were also hot. Let's not meme on the Bucks now. You know, they, they, they came into this game hot. 
and the Chiefs barely scraping away from the Bills. The Bills once again not overcoming their demons that is the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. What about this weekend took you by surprise the most? going to say that anything really took me by surprise like necessarily per se because like i said I'm, I'm not one of those guys who just automatically just gets automatically shocked because something happens mm-hmm. uh but i i will say this much i give brock party all kinds of all kinds of love for this cut for this last week they the packers made him throw the ball 39 times mm-hmm. that's a lot for a quarter for to ask for someone who's only been in the, who this is basically year two for him and uh, with the Packers basically shutting down, they didn't shut down the run game totally. They only gave up 98 yards to Christian McCaffrey. But, I mean, just in regard to just the Packers coming in, because I said last week, there's nothing more scared. There's nothing that is more scary than playing a team that has nothing to lose. When you have nothing to lose and you know you have everything to gain, that is a very, that's very, very scary, just True. in total general. True. And so, um, and so, um, it, it didn't really surprise me that the Bucks took the lines for four quarters. Same. Um, you know, I'm, I, of course, I'm, I'm rooting for Baker Mayfield. I hope they give him an extension. He, he's earned it. Uh, I mean, these last couple of seasons, him kind of reviving his career. And I think he just proved it over the weekend. If there's anything that he proved, he still has a lot left in the tank. So hopefully he'll be able to get over that. And shockingly, this is the only shocking thing that I will probably say that, that could probably twist, that could probably twist some heads just a little bit. Yes, Josh Allen, like I said, Josh Allen did not overcome what we call the demons of what we'd be called, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs because he's not been able to get past, he's not been able to get past the Kansas City Chiefs in the in the postseason. The only reason I'm not going to throw a red flag on it is because of the slow injuries they had throughout the entire season. And even with some of those guys coming back, you can't expect a team that's that, you can't expect a team when you have over half the team with injuries come back and all of a sudden be able to be able to mesh when the playoffs, when it, when it matters the most. Yep. And I, I think if you give them a healthy season, if you're able to give them a, a like a normal, healthy season, you probably would have seen a, you probably would have seen a better, different outcome. The only thing about that football game though, Alex, that I will say is Josh Allen did something that he should not have done. First of all, there was a time he stepped up in the pocket. He had a receiver wide open in the end zone that he that he could have hit. You can't make little simple mistakes like that. And that's what mo- that's what mostly cost him the game. But I'm not going to necessarily throw the red flag saying, okay, the Bills are done. Could be a possibility Stephon Diggs is going to try to get out of there. I, I don't know. Um, but um, I think overall we had a very, very, very – good football weekend the only thing the only other thing that i'll take away is the houston texans were exposed not because they weren't good enough they're just still too young I and am. i think eventually i think eventually we're going to see we're going to see a different houston Texans. we're going to see this texas team bloom in the next few years yeah i agree and you know when it came to the texans game yeah that one i'm not going to call a surprise while i thought i'd be a little bit closer i did it was one of those things like you know we had a commenter last week who, who was talking about you know um, the Texans going up against a really good defense. And, you know, I pointed out on the show, it's like, well, the last time we saw that was the Jets. We saw what that 32nd ranked offense, but number one ranked defense did to the Texans. They beat the crap out of the Texans because of just how good that defense is. And it's the same thing with Baltimore. It's an elite defense, man. I mean, uh, that was a game where you saw the youth of that team. You know what I mean? Like, that that's what it was. I mean, you can't take anything away from the Texans. They had an 
they had an unbelievable year. You know what I mean? It's like you can't you can't be nothing but tip your hat off to them. Um, beyond that, you know, when it came to the Bills thing, I think the biggest thing that shocked me is just how they lost. Because honestly, Tyler Bass is pretty clutch, man. I'll be real with you. Tyler Bass is a good yeah. kicker. So just how they lost is what shocked me. You know, like that it wasn't, you know, you know on the shoulders of, of Josh Allen or, or, you know, on the shoulders of, of the Buffalo defense, which you, know, you can make arguments that, that it is, you know, fault all around. But, you know, at the end of the game when it mattered, Tyler Bass wasn't able to come up clutch. That was the biggest shock to me because he's a good kicker, man, and, and it's a shame what's uh, what's now transpiring about him where the dude's getting death threats and shit. You know how fandoms go, uh, where he deactivates uh, all of cases. his socials. All of his socials, he deactivated all of them. Like, yeah, they're nutcases. Yeah, it's insane. I'm telling you, yeah, you had some, you had some crying on national television. Yeah, come on, people. Yeah, hey, shout out to Jason Kelsey though. Did you see that video of him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Jason Kelsey cracks me uh, up. Legendary. And apparently, apparently, his wife was not very happy with it, but she probably is. You know, you know, he's a guy. You know, he's watching his brother play. His brother just, just scored a touchdown. Off. He's like, ah. <laughs> what a what what a what a moment, dude! How legendary. Yep. No, well, yep. uh, back to the Baker Mayfield thing that you were talking about, man. I, I'm with you. I really hope the Bucks give him an extension. I mean, I feel like he's. I mean, he's had a career year in yards. I think. Uh, I think in rating and, and maybe TDs as well. I have to go back and look at his stuff. I know for a fact yards because he passed over four thousand yards this year, which is the most of his career. Uh, and you know they, they didn't have a phenomenal record, you know, coming into the postseason, but they did get into the postseason and they did beat the defending nfc representatives the philadelphia eagles i mean like yeah and besides that that costly interception late in the game you know that he played overall pretty decent game against a very good detroit lions team qbr not the greatest i mean it wasn't a terrible game but it wasn't great but yeah he played lights out the week before you know what i mean um so i i hope i hope baker gets an extension i will say one thing that i thought was interesting with how the just the games played out on the nfc side of things I just thought it was kind of interesting that both games played out with with both guys throwing a, a very costly late interception that sealed the game. You know, Jordan Love throwing what he threw and then Baker throwing what he threw. But, you know, Jordan Love, you know, this being his first full season to start, I think all Packers fans, while this is a, a, a gut-wrencher, sure, I think, you know, all Packers fans are, are feeling pretty happy with where that team's at because that team's also very young, just like the Texans. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the the games that were, you know, lost this weekend, like with the Texans and the Packers, and honestly, besides besides some players, even the Bucks, it's like I feel like you, you saw a situation where you saw youth lose this weekend, you know, mostly with the Packers and Texans. That You know, that's what we saw this weekend was we saw youth losing, unfortunately. Um, but now going into the championship weekend, man, um, how do you? How, let's start with the NFC because that's kind of the biggest talking point because it's the freaking Lions. I mean, they haven't competed for a championship game, and I think it's like I think like thirty-two years or something like that. You know, do you think the Lions can overcome this San Francisco 49er team? You know, I I don't know, and and it's so hard to say for this. You know, it's just so hard to say. It's like who's going to show up? Yeah. You know, I say that. You know, it, it's almost like we have to say this every week. It's like who's going to show up? Because I've I've said it clear as day top to bottom mm -hmm. a healthy san francisco uh, defense or a, a healthy san francisco 49er team yep they're hard to beat they're just so hard to beat mm -hmm. and i mean and it used you saw over you saw the weekend shout out to drake greenlaw former arkansas razorback who had not one but two interceptions uh, on jordan love uh, this past weekend um and and that's just that's just the thing it's like 
now you're not facing a rookie quarterback on their defense. You're not facing – you're not um, – well, I know Jordan Love's not a rookie quarterback. It's his first year starting. Yeah. Facing a veteran in Jared Goff, and you're facing a guy who has a chip on his shoulder, who wants to win a Super Bowl. I mean, you think about it right now. So you take a look at Matt Stafford and his situation in Los Angeles. He's already won a championship. That's the spot that Jared Goff wanted to be in. And now that, now that Detroit beat L.A., and, you know, in Detroit, where Matthew Stafford used to play, um, you know, now he's got this chip on his shoulder that now it's his turn to win a championship or at least to be able to vie for a championship. So so as, as much, as much as I love the Detroit Lions team, I don't know – I don't know – if they're gonna, I don't know if they have enough to beat San Fran. I, I just, I don't know. Um, I, I, now listen, I'm rooting for them 100%. You can't root against the Detroit Lions. I actually yeah. spoke to a Detroit <laughs> Lions fan in Walmart this past weekend, or this past, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, this past uh, last week, as a matter of fact. And um, he had a Detroit Lions toboggan on, and I, he's not the first Detroit Lions fan I've met actually down in Pine Bluff. There's a few of them. And uh, but uh, with that being said. He's like, yeah, he's like, this is the team I'm rooting for, man. This is one heck of a year we're having. I said, man, I'm rooting for you guys. I'm like, you guys are like the Vanderbilt of the NFL. Nobody can root against you. It's like that. It's it's almost like a sin to root against the Detroit Lions. Yep. It's like, what do you have against the Detroit Lions? They haven't done nothing in forever. So, I mean, and that's that's the feel-good story that I that I think the NFL needs right now. It's, it's something like the Detroit Lions, because I said it last year that I felt like that I said it before the East season even started. I said this at the end of last year. The Detroit Lions were going to win the division. Check. They did it. Didn't think they would get this far as far as postseason play goes, but they did it. And so now it's like, can they finish? Can they finish? They have the quarterback to do it. They have the defense to do it problem is is can they get all the other pieces on that offense to beat that san francisco defense that's gonna be the big thing man uh and you know what i am going to say yes they can i believe in this team and i think one of the biggest components that i believe in this team is man i believe in the leadership of this team you know what i mean and i believe in what the skill players are doing right now. I believe in what David Montgomery is doing, Jamar Gibbs, St. Brown. I mean, they are playing on a different level right now. You know what I mean? This offensive line is playing unbelievable. But you know what? Here's where I'm putting all my faith in this team, and that's Jared freaking Goff, okay? This guy is playing not only has he had an, a great season, you know, 4,500 yards, second in the NFL, 30 TDs, fourth in the NFL, 11th ranked in the NFL, QBR, only 12 picks, not bad there. Could have had a little bit lower, but 12 still not bad compared to 30. Um, but here's the other thing that I'm looking at, man. He is playing so clutch right now in the playoffs. I've got his playoff, I've got his postseason stats pulled up in front of me. The year that the Rams went to the Super Bowl, uh, he completed 59 passes for 106 attempts, a 55.7 completion, 712 yards, 6.7 yards in average, one touchdown, two interceptions for a rating of 77.7 and a QBR of 41.1. That was his Super Bowl run. Then let's flip to the Detroit Lions season in the postseason so far through these two games. 52 passes to set, uh, 70 attempts, 74.3% completion, 564 yards, 8.1 average, three touchdowns to no interceptions, uh, a, a rating of 111.8 and a QBR of 69.3, all of these postseason career highs for him. 
He's just playing on a different level, man. You know, regular season and even postseason right now, I believe Jared Goff is the man to lead this team to the Super Bowl. You know, he didn't really lead that team to the Super Bowl in 2018. That was on the legs of Todd Gurley. That was on the the, de- the demonic nature of Aaron Donald. Let's that's let's be honest. And and even Adamic and Sue was on that team too, and he was balling out with Aaron Donald. That's what led them to that Super Bowl and a ungodly, ungodly, egregiously missed call in the playoffs. But that's that's a different story. <laughs> that's a different story. But bottom line, he wasn't the guy that did it, man. But right now, he is the guy doing it. Like, I just think at this point of his career, you know, the team behind him, you know, Dan Campbell, you know, help elevating him. You know, we, we've we've talked so much about this before when it comes to quarterbacks because, you know, of course, me being a Bears fan, that's something I've talked about at nauseum is not having coaches to help elevate your your player. You know what I mean? Not build around their skill set and build around them. Dude, Detroit, like – Jared Goff is not a bridge quarterback, and and he's never been a bridge quarterback, right? Like, we hear on the show, like, during mock draft time, we've probably uh, entertained the idea of the Lions drafting a quarterback, that Jared Goff is going to be a bridge, whatever. But I firmly believe that day one from that trade, Jared Goff was never a bridge, and he was the guy from day one inside the building and never having the mindset, oh, yeah, he's going to be a bridge for us eventually. Like, this is the guy. And he, and I, I believe Jared Goff can be the one to take Lions to the Super Bowl for the first time in franchise history. I'm all in on Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions right now. Hey, you know, and I, you know, everything you said, I completely agree with everything that you just said. Here, but here's my biggest thing. San Francisco's defense has been on point for yeah. the last three or four seasons. And if if they can overcome that, that's one thing. But something else, Green Bay Packers forced Brock Purdy to throw well, and they lost. And, you know, you have to put pressure. You have to put pressure on Brock Purdy for him to make those little mistakes. And he's not – they're not doing it. I haven't seen the defense do it yet. Mm-hmm. At least in postseason, I haven't seen the defense do it yet. So my big thing is now is if the defensive line can force – if they could force Brock Purdy to beat them, they could possibly win this game. If they let Christian McCaffrey go all over the place, the game's over. Because Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey, in my opinion, is still the best player in football. Um, and until someone just comes out of the blue and says something otherwise, or or at least proves something otherwise, um, I mean, you look at his stats, his rushing yards. He, I think his, I think he was. Uh, 14, 1,500 rushing yards. I think second was like 1,100 yards for the entire season. So, I mean, yep. he is still in the prime of his career, and he's still he's still very well healthy. Yep. And so I'm just saying, with the healthy team that San Francisco has right now, I'm rooting for the Detroit Lions. I, I'm 100% rooting for the Detroit Lions because I believed in them just like you did. I believed in them at the end of last season when they missed the playoffs, and I said, wait till they come back. And this is where this is where they're at right now. And even though they don't have anything to lose, just kind of like how the Green Bay Packers did, even though they don't have anything to lose, in some ways, Jared Goff has more to lose in this game than anything because now this is his moment. And can he overcome it be, to be able to win a Super Bowl? Because if he's able to win a Super Bowl this year, he can finally look at L.A. and give them the middle finger and say, Facts. yep, y'all could have, I was, I am the guy. Y'all kiss my butt. Yeah, no, 100% agree. And also shout out to Tyler. Tyler popped in at chat, and he said, Dan deserves to win it more than anybody. I agree 1,000%. Speaking of Tyler Honeysuckle, I'm glad you popped in. I got a bone to pick Uh with you. Got a bone, got a bone, got a bone. 
how are you going to post on Facebook social media that you would rather the Buffalo Bills lose oh. and see the heartbreak fan? Are you out of your mind? He's at this not shit again. Your, not, not everything in your life has to be disappointing, man. I know you work for Coca-Cola, man. I know that's disappointing enough. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm just saying in general, man, come on. Tyler's Man. at it again, hoping his team loses. <laughs> Tyler, you're you're one of the weirdest fans I've ever seen when it comes to football. You actively root against your teams, except when it I comes to Penn you, State. I the, love uh, you. Penn State. Penn State's the only one he roots for. Everybody else, he's like, let's. I hope they lose. <laughs> Can't be disappointed if we don't make it. I mean, that's hey, fair. Here, here you go, Tyler. Here you go, Tyler. I got a team for you. Hey. In the Major League Baseball, root for the Oakland Athletics. They never win more than 50 games. You'll be all right, root for the Oakland Athletics. They'll they'll never break your heart because there's no expectations there. It's the Oakland Athletics. Who's the Oakland Athletics? I only know of the Vegas Athletics coming soon. <laughs> exactly. Oh, also another tidbit to throw in there. Uh, two tidbits, actually. Uh, one involving, uh, you know, the Lions defense going up against San Fran. I also want to point out that, you know, while Jared Goff's playing unbelievable, so is, uh, so is that anchor on the defense, Aiden Hutchison, man, uh, 10 total tackles, eight yeah. solo, two assists, three sacks so far, uh, in these games, man, he is playing some excellent ball. So, I mean, it, it, man, if that front seven, man, if, if they show up, I'm telling you this Lions team, I really think they can do it. I think they can go into San Fran's house. And and pull off the upset. And while we're talking about Buffalo, I found an interesting little thing here on Twitter. And I'm just gonna go by the. I'm gonna just simply believe this is true without fact checking it based on, based on what I see. It looks 100% accurate. You know, for the you know, for off the top of my off the top of my dome. But it's uh, basically whoever beats Josh Allen in the playoffs always loses their next game. It never fails. So 2020. The, the Bills lost to the Texans. The Texans turned around and lost to the Chiefs. 2021, the Chiefs, uh, you know, the, the Bills lost to the Chiefs. The Chiefs lost in the Super Bowl to the Bucks. 2022, Bills lost to the Chiefs. Chiefs lost to the Bengals. 2023, Bills lost to the Bengals. Bengals lost to, I think that was the Chiefs, yeah. Uh, and now 2024, the Bills lost to the Chiefs. Will the Chiefs lose to the Ravens? How are you feeling about this game? I really think with how the Ravens are playing – I think the Ravens can get this dub too. I, I, I'm I'm all in on the Ravens right now. I mean, the Chiefs they've played a lot better these past couple weeks, and I think it's going to be a very close game, like the Buffalo game was. But I'm all in on Lamar Jackson and this Raven team, man. I believe in the Harbaugh magic this year. I believe both Harbaugh's are going to championship games. I don't know if both Harbaugh's going to win a championship anymore. I, I'm high on this Detroit team, but I'm all on the Harbaugh train, baby. Yeah, and, and and here's but here's here's the thing though, Alex, that we also have to remember. On the other end, you have a Patrick Mahomes. Yep. You have a Travis Kelsey. Yep. You have an Andy Reid. Yep. You have a team that's went to six. This is their sixth straight AFC championship yep. game. You have a quarterback tight end ratio who just beat a quarterback tight end ratio that we thought would never get beat with with Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Because they just got their 16th, they just got their 16th touchdown passing Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Mm -hmm. You have a team that has won two of three trips to the Super Bowl. You have a yep. team with championship DNA written all over it. The only thing, the only thing I think I give the Ravens a chance to win this game with is is just for the fact is is that 
even though that you have championship DNA all over that team. And I'm not saying I'm not, it's not going to be easy. I think it's also going to be close. If they can expose the offensive weaknesses, they're going to be just fine. And they're, and they will, they will win this game, but that's what they have to do. They just have, they have to expose the weakness. They can't just let Travis Kelsey go off. Obviously they can't let Travis Kelsey go off. Mm-hmm. But I think if you for I think they're gonna have to they're just gonna have to force Patrick Mahomes to throw the ball all over the place and hope to God that the, his receivers don't show up. But that's and that's what that and for them to to definitively win this football game, all they gotta do is expose the weaknesses and uh, their weaknesses are not Travis Kelsey. It's the rest of the receivers who usually don't uh, who usually don't come up in clutch moments. If you if they if they if they limit if they limit those touches. They're going to be just fine, and they're going to go on to the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, and honestly, you know, talking about like just the Ravens' defense and stuff, and just the Chiefs having championship DNA. I mean, not even championship DNA, man. But Patrick Mahomes, he's got anti-Raven DNA. You know, his stats, oh, gosh, yeah. uh, his stats against four games against the Ravens um, in 2018, 377 passing yards, two TDs. In 2019, 374 passing yards, three TDs. In 2020, 385 passing yards, five TDs. And in 2021, 343 passing yards, three TDs. Like, yo, the Ravens have got to slow this man down. Like, he is just, yep. he is anti-Raven, man. I mean, this is his time. Um, so you know, it's like, can the Ravens finally step up? Cause the Ravens defense is legit. You know, they are an elite defense top to bottom, great linebacking core, great, you know, D line, great secondary, you know, can they truly step up and, and stop, you know, Patrick Mahomes, if they can slow Patrick Mahomes down to any capacity, I have full faith in this offense of the Ravens to keep up. I have faith in Lamar Jackson, especially if Mark Andrews is good to go this weekend. Like he's currently projected to be good to go. Like I'm all in on this. I'm all in on a shootout, but it's going to be which defense is going to give. Yeah, but even without Mark Andrews, their offense has played just yeah, fine. Yeah, true. And so, and the the biggest the biggest difference between now and when they played the Ravens in the last couple of years, Ravens are almost fully healthy right now, with the exception of Mark Andrews. And not only that, uh, like I, like I mentioned a while ago, Patrick Mahomes does not have those elite receivers. Like he, like he did have a lot of them are gone. The only one he has left is Travis Kelsey. So I mean, so I mean, yeah. So like I said, though, I I I am with you. I think the Ravens are going to pull it off, um, but it's they better bring it because I'm telling you, if you give like you said, if Patrick Mahomes goes off, game over. Yeah, I know. I don't care. I don't care who he throws to. It's game over if he goes off for three fifty plus. Unless it's Kadarius Tony. Then it's a whole different story. <laughs> if it's if it's Kadarius Tony, you're, you're you're guaranteed he's going to line up offsides at least four times. Drop, drop six passes. Five passes. <laughs> okay, six. Yeah. Uh, Tyler said, Alex, remember when I said the only quarterback I didn't want Buffalo to draft was Lamar? With that being said, let them both lose. Hashtag bite them kneecaps off. Yeah, that was a different era, man. That was a very different time with that with, with that QB class. Uh, that was because I mean you wanted uh, you wanted Josh Rosen, my friend. You wanted Josh Rosen that year. You wanted the Rosen one. Yeah, he wanted, yeah, because he wants to keep losing. He doesn't want any kind of hope there. You he, saw his Facebook post. He was so high on Josh Rosen at the time, man. Josh Rosen was garbage. Yeah, now me and Tyler, we were working together, and uh, he Tyler was so high on Josh Rosen. But but I I will say this. I will say this. I will step up to the batter's box every day of the week and defend Tyler with this. 
Tyler, while he was really wanting the Rosen one, he also said he did want Josh Allen really bad. Like he, he I remember him telling me, he's just like, I don't know what it is, man, but I, I think I, I think I want Josh Allen more. I think Josh Allen's going to be a dude. So I will defend Tyler on that. He did. He was calling that before it ever happened. So shout did out. Josh Allen go to Wyoming. He did. That's why he wanted him. No, 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 no. He, he became a Wyoming guy after Josh Allen was drafted. Oh, I basically okay, okay. for that's, all right. That's, that's if I'm going to be honest with you, Tyler being a Wyoming fan is kind of my my doing because it's like I just kind of forced him into it because of how much like he would pick Wyoming games to pick on the show, and I'm just like, come on, man, I'm a Hawaii fan. Be a, be a Wyoming fan, man. Let's do it, baby. Let's have a great time over in the Mountain West. And Tyler's like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> I'm a Wyoming fan now, <laughs> and the rest is history. He stuck with him ever since. <laughs> Well, thank God Bill Belichick's not going to the Cowboys because then I wouldn't have to, you know, ride it. Because I'm serious. I was ready to take resumes, applications. Yeah, I was ready for people to defi- give me a new team to root for. I would not have rooted for the Dallas Cowboys anymore. I'd have rooted for them to lose every single football game had we got Bill Belichick. Speaking of Bill, where do you think he's going to land, man? You know, kind of shifting gears a little bit to the to the head coach is still available. Starting to wonder if he's going to land anywhere. I figured he, I think, I figured if somebody wanted him, he'd have already had a contract. But at the same time, I also understand that, um, you know, they could be playing it off, wait until, wait until maybe after they, you know, AFC NFC championship games. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think wherever he goes, it's going to be a big story, no matter if it's Atlanta or, or if it's the Chargers. I, I think it's going to be one of those two. I, I, I don't think at this point, I, do, I don't know if he goes anywhere else other than, um, Atlanta. Or or the Chargers. Highly doubt he goes to Seattle because at this point, I don't think he's interviewed. Looks like Dan Quinn. I don't think he has either. But I think at this point, Dan Quinn's going to stay put in Dallas, mm-hmm. um, which which kind of shocks me. But at the same time, that I also have. I, I I well, I also have something. I also have a take with the Dallas Cowboys that I'll share here in a little bit. Um, I but other than that, I don't see him going anywhere else but but San Diego or Atlanta, or he'll retire. I really think right now what what both the Chargers and the Falcons are waiting on is I think they're waiting on the first domino to fall, and that first domino is Jim Harbaugh. Is he going to come to the Could NFL, be. and who is he going to go to? Look, I understand Bill Belichick is a multi-time Super Bowl winner as a coordinator and as a head coach. Greatest dynasty in, in NFL history. I get that. I understand that. Greatest NFL head coach in history. But i got to be honest – I mean, Jim Harbaugh is the number one coaching candidate this offseason. He is. He oh, give me Jim over Bill Belichick any day of the week. So I think that's what everyone's. I think that's what these teams are waiting on is 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 Jim going to make the the jump or not? Um, Tyler said San Diego. Dang you, old Rick. I caught the, I caught that you said San Diego too, but I didn't care. I was like, whatever. Uh, also, I do want to. I meant L.A. I'm I, yeah, sorry. I do want to follow up to one random thing Tyler said because I want to relate to him so hard on it. This is another shift gear. I apologize. Tyler said in chat a couple minutes ago, I rep Wyoming more than Penn State now. Bruh, me too. I rep Hawaii more than I do Miami. Like My Twitter timeline is filled to the brim with Hawaii news. I don't even see Miami news anymore, and it's not because I'm avoiding it. It's just my timeline, like based on the things that I like and retweet and stuff, you know? is filled with Hawaii stuff. Not to mention a lot of people, a lot of like people over in Hawaii, like Hawaii fans follow me as well. Like, bro, <laughs> I've read Hawaii. I feel like more than Miami at this point. So I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Tyler did uh, throw in a chat. McDermott gets fired. Billy B shows up in Buffalo and takes the next step, man. 
Sean McDermott getting fired. I've seen some people clamor for it, but man, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think that's think so. a bad move. A lot of people were saying Mike Tomlin was. I'm like, there's no way Pittsburgh's getting rid of Mike Tomlin. Yeah, no, no. You know, he's got y'all killing Mike me. Tomlin is going to have to want to leave Pittsburgh. You know, for him to to leave Pittsburgh. Yep. Tyler also gave me an yep. incredible yep. compliment, by the way. Uh, Tyler said, I associate you with Hawaii more than Miami. That's how I'm trying to be with Hawaii, Wyoming. I appreciate that. That's one of the greatest compliments you can give me, man. There, look, there's Miami fans all over the country, all right? There, there ain't many Hawaii fans, baby. We got to rep them. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> all right, so if, if, that, if that's the case, I need resumes. I don't care. I, I, need, I need someone to pitch me another college football team to root for besides the Razorbacks. I already root for the Razorbacks. Yep. I already root for Arkansas State. Yep. I already root for Vanderbilt. I gotta have somebody else. I gotta have somebody that I can rely on whenever, you know, you no, know, just for the heck of it. Just just so you can have a good time, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Hey man, Mountain West has got some good football over there. I'm sure you can find a team over there. That is Mountain West got some true. good football. Tyler said ball state. <laughs> <laughs> no. You don't wanna you no. wanna, you don't wanna go to Mac Nation? <laughs> no, 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 not Mac Nation, not Mac Nation. I'm gonna tell you why I won't. I don't want Ball State. So, um, up until this year, the uh, ever since 20, oh gosh, what year was it? 2011, 2010, 2011. My stepfather and his best friend. His best friend used to run a, a football pool. You paid like 20 bucks, and he he would pick 10 games uh, each week, and um. Whoever won the most games at the end of the year got the grand prize. I won it twice. I may have gotten a Ball State game in that 10 years period because he will pick some of the most random games that he loves the Mac, loves Notre Dame, <laughs> and I guarantee you I got 90% of Ball State wrong. So, no, screw that. I'm not going to be a Ball State fan. They, they, they are not on your side, <laughs> no matter what. No, 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 no. That's funny. No, no, no. No, we'll find you a nice Mountain West team. You can come be a Mountain West guy like me and Tyler. Have a good time over there. That's some good football. Mountain West, some good football. They do. They do. I will give you that much. They sure do. Uh, anyway, no. So, I, like I said, I, I truly believe, though, that Jim Harbaugh is the, is the domino waiting to fall. And it, honestly, you know, I've, thought, I've, I've been thinking a lot about this over the past few days where it's like, you know, let's say Jim Harbaugh goes to L.A. like everyone kind of thinks he's going to. You know what I mean? Let, let's say that's what's going to happen. And then Bill Belichick naturally d falls to the Falcons, like everyone thinks. Everyone thinks that's going to be the matches that's going to be made. Where does Mike Vrabel go? Because it kind of feels like because Jim Harbaugh is in the mix, it feels like Mike Vrabel is like the odd man out because he's also interviewed with L.A. He's also interviewed with Atlanta literally as of today. I think when we started the show, I saw the tweets showing that he was interviewing. So, like, it really – because Jim Harbaugh is in the mix, it feels like Mike Vrabel is, like, the outside guy, the third option, you know? Like, that's how it feels at this moment. Where is he going to go? Can I be honest with you about something? And I know this is going to shock a lot of people, and I, I really don't care. To me, Bill Belichick should be that outside guy looking in. Because, mm, like I said, you're go. not you're not gonna you're not gonna get him long. He's he's old. I I, I would I, I get it to an extent, especially for those who are like, okay, we've got to be successful now. You know, we'll we'll pay that rent for two or three years or however long he he decides to coach football. And you know, it and for me, 
Um, you know, he basically sucked with the ship in New England. Why not just you know, retire? Why not just go somewhere else? It's not like he has to coach football anymore. I mean, that's just, and I say that with all due respect because there just comes that time when it, it's just time to let go and, and settle off into the sunset. He's done everything in the NFL. There's there's no need for him to go anywhere else. He should be the one on the outside looking in. Mike Vrabel should be the number one candidate for either one of those spots that you that you know that we've already mentioned with the Chargers and, and with the Falcons. Um, I'm trying to think of who else besides Seattle has head coaching jobs right Carolina now. Carolina and Wa- well, right. Carolina, Washington, but Washington I think is set to land Brian Johnson, uh, the OC from Detroit. Okay. Uh, Tennessee, but obviously he's not, he's not going to Tennessee, obviously, but Tennessee set to land their, uh, the, was it the Bengals OC? Something like that. Yeah. yeah, I, think yeah. It was, I thought it was Callahan that they got or something. I can't remember. Uh, who else has a head coach opening? Is it just them? I think so. I think that's, I it. mean, what's the, I mean, would Seattle give him a chance? I wouldn't go to Carolina. I would stay as far away from Carolina as yeah, I possibly could. I would could. too. Tyler actually <laughs> said Vrabes to Carolina in chat. I'd avoid that sinking ship. Oh no, I would yeah, I'd about to say Carolina is definitely the one that you, you that you would definitely avoid right now, especially with the mm. way they are. I mean I mean you could go over there and, and if you were to able to turn around that franchise, you'd get a job anywhere in the NFL that you wanted to. But the only issue is is that it's so bad. Mm-hmm. They let that they let that entire franchise think so bad all because mm-hmm. and I hate to say this, they kept they kept Cam Newton way too long. Mm-hmm. That and they just gave up almost everything for Bryce Young too, you know. Yep. Um, I mean, we, Bears got a haul, baby. I'm here for that for us, you know. But we fleeced the shit out of Carolina, uh, and oh, man, honestly, I don't know who Carolina's going to hire, but you, I can't help but to think whoever Carolina's going to hire, it's going to be another one, two year guy and get fired, just because like that team is so bad. You know, there's the constant turmoil in there with the owner, with David Tepper wanting to be so damn involved and being so short-tempered and him doing personal, like, Monday meetings, Tuesday meetings, or whatever it is. I just don't think a head coach candidate, unless they're desperate as hell, is going to be willing to go to Carolina. I I just, I really don't think there's anyone that's going to be willing to do it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be anybody big. I think it's going to be someone that gets promoted from maybe, maybe an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator position. You know, someone, someone who just wants to be a head coach and you know, be like, hey, you know, I've got this on my resume now. I went to the crappiest freaking program known to man. Yeah, Tyler says Carolina needs to be like the Arizona. I mean, needs to be like Arizona and draft another quarterback. Move on from the elementary kid. Basically do what uh basically do what Arizona did with Josh Rose and had him for one year and then draft a Kyler Murray. <laughs> yeah. He's probably he's probably right. He's probably right. Give it to Brian Flores. I mean, he might be willing to to go down to that shit show. I don't know. I don't think Brian Flores would fit there. Kellen Moore. He's not gonna leave. He's not gonna leave LA. Actually, yeah, you're right. Uh, the Bears tried to interview him for an OC spot, and the Chargers denied it. So yeah, he's not leaving LA. He's, yeah, he's he's not leaving LA. I will. I say- think. And I honestly, honestly, I think if if uh, if LA does not give it to, if Jim Harbaugh doesn't go to LA, and Bill Belichick passes on LA, Kellen Moore could be the next head coach. Yeah, that that is true. That is true. Um. Also, you know, just because it's right in front of me, uh, in terms of like coordinators, you know, potentially moving around uh, with the Vic Fangio mutual parting ways that I said at the beginning, 
Uh, he is set to become, looks like from the rumors and reports, he's going to go into Philly and be the new DC there. Uh, Philly has let go of all their defensive staff and stuff, and I think offensive staff as well. Could be wrong on the offensive staff part, but I know defensive staff all got let go. Former Bears uh, D coordinator Sean Desai was let go. Matt Patricia, who's Matt Patricia. Uh, but, man, if the Eagles get Vic Fangio, man, I feel bad for the NFC East on the defense side of thing, man. Vic Fangio is a phenomenal defense coordinator. Everywhere he's gone, he's been as successful as a D coordinator. Wasn't a great head coach, but he's been a great coordinator. Yeah, but let's see, let's see, let's see if they're able to restack on, on some of this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I, I also have I kind of thought about something, you know, earlier. Basic Kelsey. You know, you know, I, I, there are there are some signs that point that he could retire. Um, I I know I've heard him on this podcast saying that you know he does want to coach someday. I'm um, just to kind of give back. <clears throat> um, same time there are even some signs pointing that because you know Jay, you know uh, his brother, you know Travis Kelsey, has uh, you know he has stated many times he still thinks Jason has at least another year or two left in his system. Mm. So I'm wondering if. Because he becomes a free agent in March, and I'm wondering. This. Hello, and th- breaking this news. A, this, this, this is a big take. Breaking news. This is my... All right, let's hear it. Jim Harbaugh is a set to be the Chargers head coach. Forty-two seconds ago, okay, Tyler, there you shout go. It out they... in chat. Hey, there you go. There you go. Shout out to that. That probably means Belichick's going to be the Atlanta head coach here in the next five minutes. So, um. <laughs> Here we go. Here, here is my take. Here is my take. At the end of the football season, there, there's, a, there's, there's a couple of teams that that they're about to go all in on on some things. There's a couple of teams that are about to go all in on a few things. Dallas is one of them. We'll get to Dallas later. Kansas City. I think Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and whoever else is the leader of that organization needs to talk to Andy Reid and the owner and sit them down. Like, listen, Andy Reid's looking to retire. Reports have come out saying that he's looking to retire, and this this could be his last year. This could be it. But what if, what if Andy Reid decides to come back one more year? And what if they were able to restructure contracts to be able to fit Jason Kelsey to come to the Kansas City Chiefs, add another receiver, and go one more time. All in or nothing, Andy Reid retires, the Kelsey brothers get to play together on the Kansas City Chiefs, and no matter what happens at the end of next season, right off into the sunset that together and retire. See, I would love that so much, but where does Jason fit in? Do you just slap him over a guard, or do you move Creed? Because Creed is one of Jason. the top three best centers in the league. Jason is the best center in the league. What are you talking about? You can put him anywhere I would on that keep, offensive I would line. keep Creed at center, personally. And probably so, but I think Jason Kelsey, but I'm just saying, like, in general, you could probably put Jason Kelsey at a guard position, and he'll do just as well. Think about it. It's it's easier, for, in my opinion, it's easier for centers to be able to move on the offensive line and it is for offensive linemen to move to center. Do you realize that the that the two most important positions on that entire offensive the, uh, offensive unit 
is the quarterback in the center because they're supposed to know everything. Yep. They're supposed to know what every play, position player is supposed to do. They're supposed to know every – I mean, they, they're like that, – that's just how big they are. Imagine if you get – of course, you got Creed still, but imagine – you have a left guard or a right guard or attack or somewhere that Jason Kelsey will fit in there and be like, imagine you've got three players on that field who know everything, know every play where everybody's supposed to be. Just imagine how dangerous that offensive front would be if they were to get Jason Kelsey in there as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not honest, saying it's going to happen, but right, I want to yeah, see yeah. it happen. Yeah, I, it, really, it, it's I your, really believe it's your pipe dream. It is a pipe dream because yeah. think about it. Andy Andy Reid was with Philly when he drafted Jason. Yep. Andy Reid was at Kansas City when he drafted Travis. Yep. So it's you know he, he drafted both of them, uh, and you know I would love to see them play together. Their podcast is so great. By the way, Travis Kelsey is now my new favorite player, and I'm gonna tell you why he's my new favorite player here in a second. But I just I just think in general, it's a pipe dream, but it's like, yeah, just go out there. I mean because. Playing together as brothers, who who else would who else would not want to see that? Yeah, and hey, uh, Jason is set to be an unrestricted free agent as well. So keep that in mind. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, yeah, Jason, yeah. Jason will be an unrestricted free agent in, in March, and Travis Kelsey is now my new favorite player. Sorry, Tucker Craft, I love you, man. <laughs> that until was quick. Fish, the Tucker Craft era went quick. For... <laughs> Sorry, Tucker Craft, you're my second favorite now. Oh, here we go. So on the podcast, they, they did their po- – I listened to one of their podcasts earlier today. And um, so uh, Jason Kelsey, you know, that whole story of he going through the drive through line at McDonald's, and he he, yep. discuss, he discussed all that. He said they got their order wrong, and they accidentally gave him a fountain Coke instead of a coffee. And he said – he just said – he said there's nothing better than a fountain Coke. And, Jay, and Travis responded by saying, yeah, the best thing is a fountain cherry Pepsi. A new favorite player right there. Jesus Christ. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Shout out to Pepsi, the greatest gift that God has ever given us. Calm down. That's Dr. Pepper. That's, <laughs> no, it's actually Pib. I'm I a still big, love you. I'm a big Pib guy. Pib sucks. Pib's I love amazing. You, Calm down. You have no taste Pib. if you think Pib's garbage. Oh, my gosh. Pib is absolutely disgusting. Pib is delicious. The only reason, only reason you ever see Mr. Pib anywhere is if Coke can't sell Dr. Pepper, that is the truth. Well, I mean, Dr. Pepper is kind of like uh, the little if, if Dr. Pepper bounces around. They're independent. Yeah, they bounce around. They're, indep- they're independent. Hey, look, Pib, yeah, they're independent. Look, if, if they if look, it's a blessing if Coke can't sell Dr. Pepper because Pib is so much better than Dr. Pepper. Give me Pib you're seven. Out of your mind. No, I, give me Pib seven times out of ten, seven times out of seven, man. Every day of the week, every every single day of the week. Give me Pib over Dr. Pepper. RC Cola is better than Mr. Pib. Whoa! 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 Let's relax. I, I said what I whoa. said. RC Cola, RC is Cola sucks. RC Cola sucks. <laughs> relax. <laughs> Jesus. How dare you, sir? Mr. Pib is absolutely. Mr. You're Pibb just mad because it Dr. is a Coke Thunder. product, like Tyler said. Mr. 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 Pib is an off-brand of Dr. Thunder from Stamp's Choice. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Relax, relax. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Nah, Pib's That's delicious. Bad. 
I will go out of my way whenever oh. I go to P- Jonesboro for work and make sure to grab some pib while I'm there because they sell it because they are cultured, unlike our central area. That's because Coke can't sell bottled Dr. Pepper there. That's why I'm they, aware. That's why you're able to get it. I'm aware, and that and Pib's better for it. Pib's better, man. Pib is the better beverage. Dr. Pepper makes a way more money on their own than what Mr. Pib could even dream of making. Yeah, because people Absolutely people across the country are uncultured. They don't understand how delicious Pib is. If I go to be a, better. Like, I love going to Waffle House, baby, because they're cultured and they have Pib. They know what's up. Shout out to Waffle House. <laughs> I had Waffle House last Saturday. Anyway, <laughs> now now, now I want to go to Waffle House. Thanks, Alex. You're welcome. Get some Pib. I get no damn Pib. I wow. I you that much. Yeah, you'd be better. What's that crappy What's that crappy beer brand? Milwaukee's Best. You'd be, you'd be better drinking Milwaukee's Best. Nah, staying sober nah, and drinking nah. Mr. Pib. Man, you drink, I, you drink a lot of Mr. Pib, you'll die. Listen, relax. All right. This, this right now, like this battle between you and I, it feels like the same level of battle that me and Brady have about the best running back in NFL history, where we will never come to terms and we will never agree under Who's, any circumstance. Right. Who, who, do, who do you say is the best running back in NFL history? Barry Sanders. Who does he say? Emmett Smith. That's tough. That's very tough. I'm a Barry Sanders guy, even, and that's coming from a Chicago that, Bears fan who has someone to throw a name into the to the ring. You know what I mean? I've got a name that I can throw into the ring with Walter Payton, and I still give it to Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders is electric. It's yeah, Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith uh, broke all of Walter Payton's records, though. That's the only. That's the only way I would tip toward. Emmett Smith, but that's that that's tough. See, They're the, both very, very see, good. Th- hey, look, Tyler knows this. Tyler can vouch for me on this. I still have a message saved in my OneNote that I've had for years. That is a long ass, like, fuck you to Brady, giving exact stats why Barry is better. I dove into the rabbit hole, my guy, going through offensive linemen, how many Hall of Famers each of them had, how many Pro Bowls the offensive linemen had, the team records, the stats, while they played together, who like in just the time period they played together. Man, I have a I have a list for why I, I'm supportive on Bear. And I even did it I even did it again because he's dead ass adamant Jerry Ross isn't the best receiver of all time. So he's what now? He's dead ass that Jerry Ross is not the best receiver of all time. He's an idiot if he doesn't think Jerry Ross. It's Jerry Ross, then it's nobody else. He, Come on, I, people. I Everybody think, knows that. Tyler, correct me if I'm wrong, but was was he hard on Randy Moss or did he just go to T.O.? Because I know I think I think the T.O. was him memeing on me. I think it was just Randy he was dead ass on. Okay, it's Randy Moss. That that's who that's who Brady said. So I will I will say this much. Emmett Smith did play a I'm looking here real quick. He played a few more seasons than what Barry Sanders did. Barry Sanders averaged almost 100 yards per game. Yeah, that's kind of that. That's kind of tough. That that's real tough to. That's real tough. That's tough. Um, if if you put it toward that area, if you if you go like as far as like um, rushing yards per attempt and rushing yards per game, you've got a you you definitely have a. a you definitely have an argument. That that is for sure. I mean, you think about it. Uh, let's see here. Yards per scrimmage. 
Barry Sanders had 18,190 rushing yards to Emmitt Smith's 20,537. Emmett Smith played 211 games this career. Barry Sanders played 153. So yeah, you've got a you've got a very very valid argument that Barry Sanders is is better than Emmett Smith. You've got a very valid argument. So here I'm gonna I'm gonna blow up my camera. I want to show you this. So uh, first off, I want the record to be known that the note on the phone is called "fuck you, Brady," because this was a very heated debate. Uh, and then the actual note is again i did my research i did my research okay i dove into this thing <laughs> i dove into this thing man i was very passionate about this <laughs> you've got a very very valid argument i'm a, I'm a berry guy i'm a berry guy love me some barry sanders man he's electric uh, anyway, what were we talking about before that? Besides the Pib thing, Pib's better. Anyway, what were we talking about before that? I don't remember. I don't remember either. No, I think it was, right. I think it was uh, coach, oh, coaches. Coaching. Yeah, yeah, Jim Harbaugh. That's right. Uh, LA head coach. Shout out to that. I just got the push notification from ESPN too. So yeah, no, now honestly, I think your prediction, while you know it was a comedic joke, I think it's very accurate. Give it about 20 minutes. We'll get a notification that Bill Belichick's that Falcons head coach. Uh, see, I don't think it'll actually be that quick because I, I think, I think. Atlanta is going to do their due diligence. I think they're going to, they're interviewing Mike Vrabel right now. And I honestly, I it wouldn't shock me if Atlanta kind of went the direction that you went, where you're just like Bill Belichick should be the outside guy, not Mike Vrabel. You know what I mean? Like it should like they may walk away saying Mike Vrabel's their guy. Let's run with Mike Vrabel. Uh, which if that's the case, what does Bill Belichick do? You you know he sure <laughs> as shit ain't going to Carolina. And he's not. I don't think he'll go to Seattle either. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that one either, man. Imagine. I, I, I think. He, I think. I think. I think he. I think he walks away. Imagine I think he retires. Imagine if Bill Belichick goes to Carolina and David Tepper tries to like get all hands on control, and Bill Belichick's just like, oh, David, David, you can uh, kiss my ass. I'm not fucking doing that. I've won, you know, six Super Bowls as an NFL head coach, so. I don't know why you're trying to say anything to me right now. You know, you're just a bumfuck owner who likes to bitch all the time and spends too much money on head coaches. So uh, just uh, why don't you get your happy little ass back up to your office and oh let gosh. me work. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of about it now. Let's get Bill Belcher to Carolina. <laughs> I'm kind of about it. Could you, could you imagine if, if you're the could – you, could you imagine if you're Mike Vrabel or any other coach that's currently interviewing with it. Let, let's say that he's in the office right now. And then all of a sudden they interrupt the meeting. Breaking news. Harbaugh's going to Harbaugh's going to uh, the Chargers. He's going to LA. Oh, Mr. Verbo, I'm sorry. We're hiring Bill Belichick. But good luck to you in your future. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh Tyler said going to Washington if not Atlanta. No, to my understanding, Washington's going Brian Johnson, uh Detroit's OC. I saw a report on that. It wasn't locked in, but that's what I saw. I think Washington's gonna try to go on the younger side, but I don't know, man. If, if Bill Belichick's still available, I don't know. I can see them maybe trying to make a swing for Bill Belichick doing at least an interview. You know, they have the third the second overall pick, so Bill can have a chance to get his guy between like Drake May or Jaden Daniels or Try to you know, hey, send Chicago you know some picks and move up to number one, please. That'd be cool. Um, but I, I don't know, Bill Belichick. That's gonna be interesting to see where he goes. But yeah, Tyler did point out with Washington new owner. That is a good point. So that new owner may be willing to swing for the fences. You know what I mean? If you if you, you know this is you're gonna be your this is gonna be your second 
year as an owner of the Washington Commanders. It is going to be your first time getting to hire a head coach. I, it wouldn't shock me if this new owner would want to try to swing for the fences in his mind. You know, while we while we think Bill Belichick is kind of like you know not the coach that he was. You know, in his mind, it's a swing for the fence. That's a you know you know a Hall of Fame best head coach of all time. Like I think that I think I could see that happening. I really could. But I think Brian Johnson's going to be the guy still for Washington. Yeah, and I I, I agree with you as well. I I don't see Bill Belichick going to Washington. I think it's Atlanta or retire. Um, I mean, then again, you know, he may sit out a year, year take take a year off, and then and then possibly come back next year. But I mean, he's in his seventies. I wouldn't know why. I mean, just enjoy the rest of your life, man. You ain't got to coach the entire. Man, goodness gracious. Yeah, go go enjoy yourself a little bit, man. Go have a good time. Man, I'm looking forward to seeing the Chargers this year, though. Uh, I see a I see a mock up picture right now of Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert. Man, that's going to be a wombo combo. You know what I mean? And it's 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 definitely going to be interesting because now, I mean, think about it. Kansas City's been the cream of the crop of that division for the last few years now, and I mean. I mean, now the Chargers are just now a bigger threat. I mean, yeah, Antonio Pierce is, is going to be in L.A. I, I don't see L.A. Vegas. being a huge threat next year Vegas. at all. I just, I, or Vegas, sorry, Vegas. I'm getting them confused. I swear I am. Anyways, uh, I don't see them being a big threat at all. Um, Denver's Denver. We're just going to stick with that. <laughs> Could be an, it's going to be an interesting year, though. Hey, it's going to be an interesting year. I saw one thing that I thought was pretty interesting when it comes to this whole Russell Wilson thing. I saw a thing where it's like, what if uh, what if Vegas is the one that tries to get Russ? Vegas was on Russ's list. Vegas is a team Russ wanted to play for. Look, I got to be honest, man. But why would you want him? Why would you want him? Well, I, I mean, it's, it's he, like, look, he played just, better this year. I don't know year. why anybody would want him. Look, he played better this year. He played better down the stretch. And look, honestly, as much as we would love to see Aiden O'Connell be the guy, man, he did not play great this year. Like, he had moments, but he did not play great. I don't first year. I don't see Vegas continue to build around him. I just don't. I, I I think they give him another year. I don't see why you would keep Russell Wilson. Why would you want him? He played better this year. It's a, the best year he's had in a long time, but I'm just saying he's dwindling down. He doesn't even care to play football. You saw, I mean, you basically saw it the last few years. But, hey, man, you get you get him with a coach like Antonio Pierce. You, know, you get one of the best receivers in the game still, a, one of the greatest, one of the best running backs in the game, great defensive line. Like you, you get him in an environment like that Vegas team that's already be, now with Antonio Pierce being the guy, Tom Telesco as well as in the new GM. Yeah, you're building a great culture there in Vegas. Why wouldn't why, why wouldn't you want to go play for Vegas and really kind of and maybe get re-energized? I mean, you're you're around that's some nothing. you're around with great players, man. That's gonna help re- re-energize you. It has nothing to do with Russ wanting to go play for Vegas. Why would Vegas want him? Because that's what, that's man, what I'm saying. Because he can still. I I personally believe Russ is still a god that can play. That's my mindset. I disagree. I don't think so. I, I don't think he's done. I, I don't he's, know. He's not near the player he was. I don't know if he can crack the top ten anymore. In ter- but I think he can edge. I think he can be in that eleven to fifteen range. And if that's the case, why not try to grab him? You have a great team around you anyway. Like I mean. Are you are you going to be able to get a quarterback of your liking? I mean, I where where they're sitting at in the draft, you know, I, everyone's going to be gone. I know they have a top ten pick, but I mean, Jane Daniels is probably not going to be there. Jane Daniels is potentially going top three. I don't know about that, but any, I think I don't think we're going to have that many quarterbacks in the top five as it is. 
Um, you know, you'll see probably two of the three go. Yeah, I don't think you'll see three of the uh, three. I don't see you'll see all of them go. But anyways, um, at least in the top five. Um, I mean, you could you could be right. But I wouldn't give up on Aiden O'Connell like that. I mean, you could probably put him in a situation if you bring if you do end up bringing Russ, it'd be like, okay, this is what we have planned for you. You're going to be under Russ for the, at least the next couple of years, and let's see how you develop. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just flat out give up on Aiden, o- Aiden O'Connell. He was only a rookie, but a late round rookie. So, Brock Purdy was Mister Irrelevant. Yeah, and he he oh he played lights out compared to Aiden. Let's not compare the two. Because because he's surrounded by veteran players. You don't have that many veteran players in Vegas that are any good. I think they've got some good players. They have good players. They don't have players like San Fran. Devontae Adams, Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro. No. Seth, why do you think San Fran's playing for the NFC Championship game? <laughs> Because because the season started with Vegas being led by Josh McDaniels, that's why. Let's both be real on that one. <laughs> no, no, I don't care who was led to Vegas this year, or who led it with Josh McDaniels, or who the head coach could have been. You could have put Bill Belichick in there. They were going to listen. Suck all I'm saying is Vegas is building something special. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Vegas is going to be an interesting team to watch I next agree. year. Yeah. I I agree, but don't compare. <laughs> it's a late round rookie. Scares. <laughs> I'm just saying there there will, there will be never be another time that you can be like, well, he's a late round rookie. Brock Purdy. That's all I gotta say. Look what Brock Purdy's at. <laughs> hey Brock and Brock Purdy's played lights out, man. Aiden did not. That's that's my thing on it. He's uh, a rookie. He's a rookie. Yeah, and and Brock played lights out. CJ Stroud played lights out on a team that everyone thought was going to be garbage. Vegas Raiders are a crappy organization, probably one of the crappiest in the entire world at this point. I wouldn't go that far. I understand. When's the last time Vegas had done anything? I could tell you when the last time they did anything. It was the time they lost, and not just lost, but they got cream freaking stomped to the freaking ground by Tampa Bay in, what was that, 02? Yeah, that's the last time that they had any kind of relevancy whatsoever. And the late great Al refused to draft around. They're still, and then of course you got Mark Davis, who's in charge of it right now. They've overpaid for all their freaking players that they have, and now they're in a situation they can barely afford a coach. Hey man, I'm just saying Vegas is building something they're special. They're the Raiders. I'm, they're building something special. The Chicago Bears win more than Vegas does. I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, well, I'll, I'll look it up. Get, you, you just, you just wait. I'm gonna look. All it right, up. all right, all right. I'm gonna look it up. Tyler also said something in chat involving like the whole Brock Purdy thing. And I said it last week and I'm probably all always going to say it because it just bothers me so much uh, that they also drafted Lance that draft Purdy Purdy wasn't supposed to happen. That bothers me so much. <laughs> it really, that bothers me so much that they got away with that. Uh, like it pisses me off all the time that they got away with that. It honestly makes me hate the 49ers because of how lucky their asses were. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan should be fired if Brock Purdy didn't save their ass. You know what I mean? Like, God, that makes me so mad. And we got Shane popping in chat. What's up, Shane? They probably weren't relevant around the same time the Cowboys were. Lol. (laughs) That's fair. Shout out to the Cowboys. Now that the Detroit Lions have made the NFC Championship, 
the Cowboys and the Commanders are the only two teams that have not made the NFC Championship in like what the last like twenty years or something like that. Yeah, it's 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 been a while. But let's talk about the nineteen hundreds. Let's see how many times the Detroit Lions made it in the nineteen hundreds. <laughs> hey, now <laughs> doesn't matter about them. They made it now. I swear, I swear. I hear all these memes, all these dumb age statistical bullcrap. Oceans with the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, hey, the Houston Texans have more playoff wins in this century than the Dallas Cowboys do in this century. Whoopty freaking do. Come on, people. Do something else better with your life than make fun of the Dallas Cowboys. Please. <laughs> you're just, yeah, you're begging for it at this point. It's like, please give me, do something Sir, else with your I'm time. I'm telling you, I don't care if I'm in heaven with Jesus. You're going to rue the day the Cowboys finally win one. And I <laughs> promise you, I swear to you, where's my Bible at? There's my Bible right here. My left hand is on my Bible right now. I swear to y'all, I promise you on the Bible, you're going to rue the day. I will never in my entire life, God willing that I'm still here, I will never let down. You will never forget are going to rue the day it happens, and I cannot wait. I am going to shove it in your face every single episode. Ricky, how you doing today? My Cowboys won the Super Bowl in a year, so and so. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Every single episode. That's what I'm going to start off with. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be you and every Cowboys fan across the country is going to be doing that with how much you Cowboys just, fans get on. I'll just Y'all just wait. The Bible says you reap what you sow. There's a reason for that. <laughs> oh, my God. That was amazing. I, oh, God. And you know what? I can't wait for that never to happen so I can just ask you how you're doing all the time and you just be completely disappointed. I can't wait for the I can't I, look, I can't wait for the playoffs next year when the Cowboys lose. I'll be like, hey, Ricky, how you doing today? The Cowboys lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's gonna be a great time dude uh let's see shane asked if y'all talked about dan quinn to seattle yeah we touched on it that it's looking like he's gonna stay in dallas uh what's just a shocker of all the jobs that he's interviewed for for the past few years because like i know he interviewed for the bears job a couple years ago but when we hired matt eberflus i think he did some interviews last year too and in both times it's like nah i must stay at dallas i must stay at dallas but for seattle to come open and for him to like not jump on it, jump on it. That one kind of shocked me a little bit uh, where he may end up staying with Dallas. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the current report that I, that's from a few days ago is that uh, he's currently expected to stay with uh, the Cowboys, but that can change. Uh, that can change. He's He's got uh, he's got second interviews lined up with the Commander Seahawks, uh, and he had one with the Titans before the Titans made their move. So, I mean, he's still got second interviews with the Commanders and the Seahawks. So, he's he's still looking – uh, but I mean, it, it's possible he's going to stay with uh, with Dallas, which I think is wild. I think yeah, it's, I think it's time for him this, to get a job again. And according to this, um, it looks like he's trying to get Chip Kelly to come with him. Really? If he go, if he ends up going to Seattle, I mean, and then like I said, wait, did I, you say I Chip Kelly? Show that Chip Kelly, yeah, like UCLA, Chip Kelly. Yeah. Oh, that's. Oh, I feel bad for the Seahawks, man. Keep him away from the NFL at all costs. <laughs> so, and then of course, you know, you know, of course, you know, you know, you yeah, true. Anyways, um, I did say earlier, like it, it would make sense for him to stay at Dallas now, now than what it did, you know, previously, in my opinion. Um, Dallas is in a very particular situation. Of course, you know, reports have come out they're not going to give Mike McCarthy an extension yet. 
They're going to probably make him earn that dadgum thing, but I, I want to read off some players to you. Let me uh, pull this up real quick. I've had this pulled up. I've had it. I've had it ready to go. All right, so here we go. Zach Prescott, Braden Cook, Zach Martin, C.D. Lamb, Leighton Vanderesh. Can't pronounce his name. Not even going to try. Chauncey Golston, Cooper Rush. Josh Ball, can't pronounce his name, I'm not going to try, and the rest of them don't have, the rest of them are meaningless. Do you know what they all have in common? Hmm. Contracts up next year. Yep. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. C.D. Lamb's rookie contract is going to be up. You know he's going to want to get paid. Uh, Zach Martin just got his done redo uh redone last summer where he would be one of the high or he would be paid what you know most off or the some of the highest offensive uh linemen get paid so you know he's going to want another big payday not sure if uh, not sure if uh jerry's going to be able to do or i don't know if jerry's going to be willing to do that because uh he'll be 34 next year so in you know that's kind of old for an offensive lineman mm-hmm. um not sure if if if, if he's going to be willing to give dak a 50 plus million dollar deal. Um, and then, like I said, you know, CD Lamb, CD Lamb's only getting paid three and a half million um, per year right now. And you and I both know he's probably going to be around that 20 million range. So, I mean, this could be it. I mean, next year could be it. Like, it could be like the end, the cream of the crop that we know right now and could be expecting to rebuild after next year just because you have all these contracts that are up. And um, Jerry's not going to be able uh, to pay, not with the cap space. They're not going to be able to uh, to pay all these guys. It's it's mm-hmm. it's going to be very interesting to, their see, windows what, to see what they do. Yeah, their their windows. It's closing. Cl- and it's closing bad. It's close. It's it's closing bad. And yes, uh, and of course, people are like, well, "What about Micah Parsons?" Well, Micah Parsons, his deal ends in twenty twenty six, and that's his rookie contract. He's going to want to get paid. I mean. I'm just saying, you know, Micah Parsons is a big is is a very very big part of this of, of this group. So I'm just saying they have so many players on this roster right now. Um, Jake Ferguson, tight end, who's just come up out of nowhere, who is he's going to want to get paid a little bit higher. So I'm just saying, like, there's so many players that are on this list uh, that are going to be, uh, which I read some of them that are actually going to be um, their their deals will end in 2026, but for the most part, it's 2025. But the next couple of years, you're looking at a slew of players who are going to be wanting bigger paydays. So I'm just saying, next year it would make all the sense in the world for Dan Quinn to sink or sell with this with this defense next year, and and that's just that's just me. I I don't know if he will. I you know Seattle is is Seattle makes more sense to me than staying. It just wouldn't shock me if he said, "All right, sink or I'll be either gonna I'm either gonna swim or sink right here. Let let's let's do this." I can see them coming back one more year and trying one more year because like I said, that window's closing in and after next year, it probably will be closed. I'm just, I'm just saying, and it's going to really suck to be a Cowboys fan then. Yeah. That's what, that's kind of what Shane said too. He said, uh, I mean, let's be honest. Cowboys don't go to the NFC championship next year. Dan Quinn could be the next Dallas coach. So that could be the reason. And then that, that's a, that's a, that's a realistic possibility. Uh, also another thing that I just thought of in t- with all like uh, the coaches moving around and stuff you know, this goes back to the to the Jim Harbaugh uh, hiring for L.A. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, Vic Fangio, you know, he mutually parted ways with uh, Miami and Philadelphia is pro- pro- um, projected to pursue him. But 
man, what if that mutual parting happened because Jim already called Vic up like, hey, man, I'm probably going to take this L.A. job. I want you to come be my D coordinator. Because keep in mind, Vic was on Jim's staff in San Fran. And that was a great, you know, like I said, he's had, Vic's had success as a coordinator every stop he's been. So what if we're going to see a little uh, reunion over there uh, with Jim Harbaugh and Vic? Because then you could have Jim Harbaugh, have Kellen Moore, your OC again, and have Vic Fangio, your DC. Oh, that's a scary team over there. It's a scary coaching staff. A, yep. Yep, and especially and look, they're still young. That that's the, that that uh that LA Chargers group, they're still almost at the end again. That Chargers group <laughs> is still very young. I just I, I I still believe though, and I'm not saying this because I'm an Arkansas guy. I'm saying this because because I still think them letting Hunter Henry walk was a big big mistake. They need to get they need to get a tight end over there hey, uh, to but, be able to help them out. Hey, and that's no big deal. They got the fifth overall pick, baby. They about to get Brock Bowers. Who needs Hunter Henry when you can get Brock, baby? So I think they're I think they're gonna fix the mistake they made years ago, and they're gonna they're gonna fix it this this draft we'll see. and get Brock Bowers fifth overall. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You're probably right, but we'll see. That's where I'm leaning because I've done, I've been looking at some mock drafts, and that's currently where I'm leaning is uh, Brock Bowers going fifth. I think that I think that's his earliest possible destination. You just based on the team's drafting, of course. Uh, but that that I think is the most likely spot for him. I mean, you can there's a couple different ways the Chargers can go with that fifth pick. But I mean, in terms of just like overall value, man, I think the value uh, that you're getting with Brock Bowers at five for the Chargers uh, eclipses the value that you could get at other positions. I mean, granted, there's going to be a guy like Joe Alt, offensive tackle, who should probably still be there that you can pair on the opposite side of uh, Rashawn Slater. Uh, but man, I don't know. You get a great offensive weapon like Brock Bowers. You know, you you clearly whiffed on Quentin Johnston. You know, you clearly whiffed on him. Like I like I thought they would. You know, get another young receiving weapon in there. So that's going to be interesting to see. Speaking of mock drafts, we'll probably do our first mocks next week on the show. So look forward to that. Uh, one thing that I will be doing as the residential Bears fan is I I will personally be doing two different mock drafts, one of where we keep fields and one where we draft a quarterback, which honestly, I've already accepted it. That's what I think we're going to do. I mean, I saw a report the Bears are telling teams that we're, they're planning to keep the first overall pick this time. I've already just I've already it's one of those things I'm not going to be negative about it. I'm just going to go ahead and freaking embrace it. It's going to happen. I can't you know there's it's going to happen. I've already accepted the chances for it happening are very high. Um but I would still love not to keep fields. It. I would still love to keep fields, but I I get it. It's a unique situation. So anyway, yeah, we'll probably do first mocks next week since we'll have everything lined out besides technically the final two picks, but even then we'll probably guess it pretty 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 closely. So Shoot, at this point, the Chicago Bears organization wants to be like Tyler. They want their team to be miserable and their fans to be miserable. Trust me, I get it. Because, uh, I mean, man, <laughs> look, uh, all right, look, I'll say this, and then we can wrap up the show with our NFC our AFC predictions real quick, right? Get us on our way. But I'm just going to say this. While I understand the argument to keep Matt Eberflus this offseason, I do get it. I hear it. I'm not oblivious to it. I'm, I'm, I'm open-minded. I hear it. I didn't mean I agree with it, but I do hear it and I do understand it. If there was any offseason to not do that, it was this offseason because there's there was way too many great coaching candidates. Clearly, Jim Harbaugh was ready to come back to the NFL. Clearly, he's been hired. Mike Vrabel's available. Bill Belichick's available. Dan Quinn potentially available. We've interviewed him before. 
You know, he's got a proven track record. It kind of fizzled out in Atlanta, but he's taking the team to the Super Bowl. That's tough to do in this league. If there was any offseason to, to not be the Bears, it was this one. But I digress. That's a – I'm not going to take up time on it. Anyway, hey, let's hit our picks real quick. Let's get out of here. Uh, all right, KC, uh, Baltimore. Right, how you leaning? You gonna lean uh, that? Uh, you gonna lean that KC team that's written with championship mentality? Or are you gonna rock with the Ravens here? Uh, I'm gonna lean with you, man. I, I just I think the Ravens right now are a little too much for for KC. I'm I'm gonna pick the Ravens. I'm gonna lock in the Ravens still. You know, before the playoffs started, my Super Bowl prediction was the Baltimore Ravens and San Francisco 49ers. But with that said, though, I'm going to lock in Baltimore. But you know what? I'm flipping it on the NFC side. I predicted the Lions would go to the NFC Championship before the playoffs started and would lose to the San Fran 49ers. But I'm flipping it. I'm all in on the brand new Lions. Give me the Lions making history and going to the Super Bowl for the first time in franchise history. Go Lions. And you probably won't hear him say that much. So let's just let's just go ahead because if it was Chicago, it'd be go Chicago. So if if they were playing the Lions, <laughs> yeah, the Lions. yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Look, I don't hate the Lions, man. I don't, and I I love seeing what what they deserve. This they deserve all the roses right now. They're going to the Super Bowl. I'm I'm locking it in. I'm going to be rooting for the Lions, but I think San Fran's too much. I'm going San Fran. If San Fran wins, then I'm going to officially jump on the bandwagon and the NFL's rigged. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL is scripted. I'm going to I'm going to officially be on that hang bandwagon. On, hang on. Stop it. Y'all said last year the script said something about Jacksonville being in the championship this year. Uh no, like I I just if the if the 49ers make it, I I just think it's going to be really funny that for 3 years in a row of having these colorful Super Bowl logos, it'd be 3 years in a row of the colors in the logo being the teams that made it to the Super Bowl. Have you noticed that? Have you seen that meme? Oh. Yeah, no, that that's been a meme that I've seen passed around. Uh, before the playoffs even started. I mean, you know, obviously this year's Super Bowl logo has been made for a while. But, you know, last year the logo, it was, you know, a green and a red. Obviously, Eagles, Chiefs. Now, granted, I mean, look, I it, the colors are clearly like Arizona. I mean, that's where the Super Bowl was. You know what I mean? Like, it's clearly based on where they're going. You know, it's not like it's it's not that deep, guys. Because the one before that was uh, like orange and yellow. Rams and Bengals, you know what I mean? It's LA, of course, it's going to look like that. Uh, and this year's logo is red and purple, and it's in Vegas. So, I mean, it's not that deep, but it is a funny meme that I've seen passed around. So if the 49ers and the Bengals make it, NFL scripted. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping on that bandwagon. I'm officially on the bandwagon that it's scripted, and I will talk about the scripted NFL every single week. Anyway, all right, hey man, I'm going to hit the music. Do you have any last thoughts on anything, any last things that you want to throw out there to the universe? Stop feeding these people. The NFL's not rigged, people. Come on. <laughs> it's scripted, baby. <laughs> them script writers. We'll come up with our own script. Hey, man. We'll come them... up with our own script next year. Hey. ATFS script for the NFL next year. Hey, My I... Cowboys win the Super Bowl. La, That's a good la, script. La, right I don't there. know about that one, buddy. Because you know it's, you know it's going to fail. 
Uh, it will fail. Look, the NFL, the NFL script writers, man, they're not that stupid to make that kind of call. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, like, the NFL script writers right now, they are writing with fire, just like the WWE script writers are writing right now. Okay? I mean, they, we, got, we got fire that's being written. Just like we're going to have a fire weekend. Because we not only have two great championship games, we have the Royal Rumble this weekend, baby. I can't wait. I am so pumped for the Rumble. Who do you have for the Rumble? Oh, God. Honestly, the Rock at number 30. I'm calling it. I'm calling it right now. I'm, I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. The Rock at 30. It's going to happen. He's going to win the Rumble. Cody will not finish his story this year. I hate it, but that's what's going to happen. I hate it so damn much. And listen, I love Cody Rhodes. As long as Cody Rhodes doesn't win the men's, and as long as Bianca Belair doesn't win the women's, I don't care who wins. I'm looking for a great Royal Rumble this hey, year. Hey, hey, listen, hey, listen to this. Are you ready? Are you ready? Dark Horse for the women's Royal Rumble. Give me Bailey. Bailey's winning the Rumble, and she is going to go on to fight, face EO Sky and win the title at WrestleMania. Book it. I'm calling it right now. I'm calling a good it right story. It's a good now. story. Bailey's she's trying to get the away Rumble. from damage control. It would make sense. She's doing more individual matches away from damage control. Would make a whole lot of sense. Shout out to Bailey, even though she is a terrible trash talker. Uh, I mean, she's she's not bad. She's all right. I mean, she's not the greatest, but she's not the worst. But I'm telling you, man, give me Bailey for the Women's Royal Rumble. All right, she's gonna win it. I can't wait. It's gonna be great. My music stopped. My music's about to restart. It's restarted. Uh, I don't think CM Punk's going to win uh, as much as I would love no. that, but it's that's too predictable, and I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I, I do think it's going to be Cody, or I think it's going to be The Rock at 30. I think Rock, I think The Rock's going to come in at 30 and surprise the world. That would be nice to see. Would be nice to see. Uh, another one to also think about for the Royal Rumble and becoming the first two-time winner for the Women's Royal Rumble is just going to be Becky Lynch because Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley are on a collision course right now for WrestleMania, and I cannot wait. But anyway, yeah, the Royal Rumble is going to be yep. great this weekend. It's going to be fantastic, so shout out to that, and also shout out for you to make it all the way to the end if you did. Uh, we appreciate the hell out of you for that. Uh, Ricky, I'll see you next week, my friend. Have a good week. Yes, sir. Uh, Y'all have a Oh, and he's gone. All right, and make sure to check us out on our website, sparky3.com. You sign up for free or sign up for five bucks a month, and we would appreciate that extra support. Uh, check out some Rogue Energy with the referral link down below. Uh, and uh, check out uh, Rogue Energy as well. Promo code sparky3 to get 10% off. Bye.